On this week's season finale episode of Let's Talk About It, we're going to talk about difficult people, what makes people difficult, and how we can relate with them better. Then as we dig deeper into this topic, we'll talk about leaders and how leaders can do a better job of relating with difficult people. You're here. You're listening. Let's talk about it. Well, hello. What up? And welcome to this episode of Let's Talk About It. I'm Malcolm. And I'm Micah. And guys, this is the season one finale. Yo. Season finale. The last time we'll be (laughs) doing this podcast this year. This year. 2020. Feels weird. What a year it has been. It's, It's gone by so fast, this first season. I, th- I thought you were referring to the year for a second. Oh, yeah. When I, I'm not even going to do that. <laughs> I was going to say, mm, the is, season went by quickly. This but. is not going to be a year in review podcast. Mm-mm, nope. Um, so, how are you doing, my love? <laughs> hard pivot. Hard pivot away from the year in review. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that. Um, I'm doing pretty good today. Yeah. Sleep deprived, but... Aren't we all? You know, I'm, I, that's just going to be the new normal for a bit, I think. Absolutely. How are you? I am exhausted. Yeah. But I'm excited about the new Christmas traditions we're going to be creating this year. Oh, snaps. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Dates don't even matter. We're just going to start celebrating tonight. Are we are? I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not ready to celebrate tonight. Neither of us are ready, actually. <laughs> so, guys, this is the season finale. Our first season of doing Let's Talk About It. Um. So we haven't quite set the date and we'll come back, but it will probably be in January. Yes. Um, but we're going to take some time, enjoy some time with ourselves and with family and friends and recharge and come back at podcasting with the vim and vigor. Oh, my. Uh, with refreshed minds and hearts. I applaud you for using the word vim. Thank you. Yeah. It was in my school fight song. It's the only reason I know what it means. Mm-hmm. Mine too. Mm. Oh, I guess it was in both of ours. Yes. Yeah. Since it was in mine and in yours, it is in both of ours. <laughs> <laughs> So we're talking about difficult people, difficult people. My goodness. What a way to end the season. (laughs) So I think it helps to begin this conversation Mm -hmm. by acknowledging that difficult people is not an objective phrase. There's not not some like page in the dictionary that Mm -hmm. we can point to and say, this is the definition of a difficult person. Mm -hmm. And also, we've all been difficult people at some point in time. Mm -hmm. I can think of a time recently when I've been a difficult person. (laughs) Uh, So what we're talking about today, we're going to try to be as compassionate as possible. But we want to begin with that idea that um, there is no objective standard. And there are ways in which we are. We are all difficult people at some times. But as a working kind of... um, maybe characterization Mm -hmm. uh, to start the conversation off. We imagine a person who for an extended period of time Mm -hmm. has um, within their relationship with someone else been difficult to relate to. Um, Maybe they, you know, 
unintentionally or even intentionally start conflicts frequently within this relationship. Um, so there's this pattern that mm-hmm. we're acknowledging. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so just wanted to start off with that, like some common terms, a definition of sorts we can agree on and understanding. Um, but Malcolm, what would you say is kind of the ingredients mm. or even maybe not ingredients, but circumstances that mm-hmm. can lead to someone becoming a difficult person mm. for a period of time? Um, I guess what, one of the things I experienced is that they... I want to. I want to be sure not to say say this in a negative way, but they require a little bit more attention. Mm, um, yeah. Whether it's they've been hurt um, and they're looking for validation, mm-hmm. or if they're they've been through a trauma um, and they're constantly in need of reassurance, they they they're in need in need of ex, extra attention. And I want to clarify that by saying it's not necessarily a bad thing when people require. Or need or feel like they need more attention. No, no. a lot of times it's a cry for help. A lot of it is rooted in something, something else. It's not just their attention seeking. Yeah, and for me, I've I've grieved that for a long time. I think recently there's been a more compassionate um, kind of uh, perception mm-hmm. of difficult people. Like mm-hmm. we understand that difficult people are made; they're not born. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I appreciate this idea that. Being a difficult person for a, a period of time is a response to something, mm, you yeah. know, it's not like someone wakes up in the morning and they're like, oh, I want to make most of my significant relationships right. really <laughs> difficult this week, yeah. you know? Um, so, yeah, I think this idea that a difficult person, because of the way they're responding to something, f- requires more attention yeah. and intention, like mm-hmm. people need to be more um, intentional mm-hmm. in order to love difficult people mm-hmm. well. I like yeah, I like that idea. And I think what makes it difficult is that a lot of times the person who we are characterizing as different, difficult doesn't know why, doesn't either realize right. they're doing it and doesn't necessarily know the root of it. Yeah. And so we've experienced this where a person um, needs more attention and we're like, man, you just really ask a lot of us. And then we find out either our trauma has happened or mm-hmm. our broken relationship or something like that. And then we're like, Oh, I wish we had known that, but there, the person is also not in the position to be able to explain, Oh, Hey, this is why I need extra attention right now. It's because yeah. my last best friend just stopped talking to me. <laughs> right. Right. And it's like, there's, there's kind of this two sided element of that point, which is that yes, you know, this person often doesn't have the self-awareness to know in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm I'm in this pattern of being a difficult person. Mm-hmm. But that's also the nature of what makes someone a difficult person. Like, mm-hmm. it puts you in response mode, react mode. Yeah. And so you don't really have, as the person who's being difficult, mm-hmm. the margin, like the emotional margin, the f- maybe like physical energy mm-hmm. to like sit back and reflect and be like, Oh yeah, I was kind of like antagonistic earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you just don't have that extra that you need. Yeah. So self-awareness gets whittled down as well. Yeah. Um, and I think difficult people are often when they're in that season seen most clearly in hindsight yeah. by the people around them. Yep. Um, because as the difficult person is reacting to whatever's making them mm-hmm. um, behave that way, the people reacting to them mm-hmm. aren't being very like introspective or reflective either. They're yeah. just reacting to them. Right. right. So it becomes this loop in this pattern of people reacting to difficult people mm-hmm. or 
you know, heaven forbid, and, and sadly, often like rejecting difficult people, mm-hmm. abandoning them, withdrawing from them, yep. and no one's kind of stepping back and kind of saying like, oh, I think with, maybe there's a trauma, like you said, yeah. going on here. So, yeah, I think two two interesting circumstances that make difficult people. Is there another one that we want to um, pull think- out? I think we've acknowledged it's seasonal. Yeah. Right. Um, we've acknowledged that it's a response. Mm-hmm. I think there's 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 also a part of it. There's some like personality traits that can be a little bit harder to deal with. Like a, a, a person who's mm-hmm. argumentative, mm-hmm. but not necessarily trying to be divisive or but they're always questioning things. That could be a person. Curiosity. Yeah. yeah. Like that can come off. He come off a little bit more combative, yeah. Even though that's not may not necessarily be that person. So there's there's certain personality traits like that. I think, um, you know, people that can be perceived as being emotionally needy, mm-hmm. people that are really really touchy feely. Those can be difficult people because if you don't have that love language, if, you, if that's not a part of your DNA, that can be like, man, this is exhausting being around you because right. you're just emoting all of the time. <laughs> but I think what you're acknowledging, though, is that it is contextual. Yeah. Because for some people, a person who is um, emotionally flexible, where they could feel one emotion intensely mm-hmm. and then three minutes later feel another one, yeah. some people might find that like, really invigorating and like a very interesting relationship to be in. Mm -hmm. But for others, that's a difficult person because they're like their threshold for emotional stimulation is like (laughs) (laughs) six inches (laughs) off the ground and you have already hit like 18 inches, you know, like it's a bit much, but it's a bit much for that person. What's the, uh, it's a, I can't remember if it was a movie or a TV clip. He's like, you're on about an eight. I need you to come down to a three. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, I mean, that's a good description. Uh Yeah. It's like, for for you know whoever we're referring to who's in this relationship with this hypothetical difficult person mm-hmm. they've got their own meter of yeah. like what they can take in mm-hmm. and um but i think that this conversation about personality traits is interesting um and it does it does make me think of um some personality traits that we have, I think as a society Mm. kind of deem and what we value and what we value. Right. So we at large tend to value people who are more like stoic, Mm -hmm. more like even keel, you know, they may, they may emote maybe three to five emotions Mm -hmm. per, per day. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we've, assigned a value to that kind of personality that says like this person is worthy of leadership and they're worthy of love and they're worthy of attention. And so you have folks to the side who, who don't show up that way, who are like, yo, I mean, just because I feel, you know, 18 emotions in a couple hours don't mean that I'm, you know, not worthy of love. Cheese and rice. I'm reminded of, so guys, one of my favorite shows is the Sopranos. Um, and there's some great just great scenes we won't do that i'm not gonna bore you guys with it but there's (laughs) there's this moment that happens when tony soprano who's the main character is in with his therapist tony soprano is a a mobster Mm -hmm. the classic macho italian mobster Mm -hmm. everything is 
everything is internalized until it explodes into some, right. some rage episode. Some act of violence. And so he's, he's going, he's, you know, the, the therapist is naturally trying to dig with him into these things and he just gets agitated when that mm. happens. He's like, why do I have to keep talking about this? So he, at, at, he has one of his outbursts. He says, what happened to the strong silent type? That's what I miss. The strong, the Gary Cooper strong silent type. The therapist, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but she asked him, but why is that the bar? Like, why is that mm. the, why is that accepted as normal behavior? Good question. Um, he's like, it's not working for you. It's like, you're here in my office because you're having panic attacks and you're passing out. So yeah. obviously that's, that bar does not work for you. Um, so it just, you know, to illustrate your point, there's things that we have decided are the, mm-hmm. are the emotional bar for people. Yeah. You know, um, I've been guilty of it. In relationships where why are you emoting so much? And it's like, <laughs> for for some people that comes naturally, yeah, it's because it's with the way <laughs> I built. <laughs> um, and so we've had instances we've been difficult for each other because oh, you, yeah. you're more emotive than I am. I am much more like I mean, even if we if we take it down to a simpler level, you're an external processor. I'm an internal processor. Mm-hmm. So you want to hear what I'm thinking, and I'm like, mm, I need to polish these things off before I talk about it. Yeah, don't be don't be coming up in my <laughs> mental space, <laughs> right? And so <laughs> things like that. It's the values are different, right. and so, but we have to make even if we have different values, we can't make those values the end all be all, the Bible, the rules for engagement for all people because right. everybody was raised differently. Everybody has a different temperament. Everybody has different personality traits mm-hmm. that they're bringing into any, whatever relationship that they're in. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think conversations like this, where we're reminded mm-hmm. what's happening under the surface of a difficult person yeah. um, are helpful because again, like we're, we're creatures of reaction and creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. It's, it takes intention. It takes, yeah. um, you know, times of reflection to, peel back the autopilot that we that we move in naturally and so when we come to conversations like this it's like our brain is Mm re-stimulated into remembering that Mm -hmm. like oh difficult people have Mm -hmm. a story they have like they have a context that we need to honor rather than just say like oh my god you know i can't Mm -hmm. you know can't deal with them or whatever um so yeah it's very it's it's the the conversation about the traits that we value at large, I think, is important. But shifting a bit, I think it is valuable for us to have at least a brief conversation about, well, okay, how do we love difficult people well, mm-hmm. right? This could be a friend. This could be a sister, a coworker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I use the word love, Um I know that might seem a little intense, so I'll bring it down a little bit. Um, how do we relate well, relate with um, compassion yeah. to people who happen to be difficult at a at a period of time? So uh, for me, what comes to mind is, um, I think, honoring the fact that we do have limited energy. Mm-hmm. And rather than jumping immediately to ending a relationship with a difficult mm. person or... Um, you know, rejecting them or withdrawing from them permanently, mm-hmm. acknowledging that in a moment where we do feel maybe agitated by their behavior, mm-hmm. just kind of saying, okay, maybe I need a break. Right. Maybe I need, you know, like a couple days where mm-hmm. we don't talk mm-hmm. and then I'll come back to this person yeah. because we have, sometimes we just run out of energy yeah. 
physically, emotionally, and it may not even have anything to do strictly with that person who's being difficult, but you just need to recharge and you don't have enough emotional margin to give that person what they need. So just take a break, Mm -hmm. step back for a little bit. Um, But for you, Malcolm, what's been helpful, like in times where you've related with a difficult person, how have you been able to be compassionate toward them? I think it's, and it, you know, in every situation is not the same, but sometimes you have to create boundaries. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's okay to communicate that up front. Like, I am a married man. Mm-hmm. So if i dealing with a single person who has no kids and has time on their hands and wants to hang out every weekend, it's like, okay, n- no. No, this, huh. this is the time I have. And it's not because I don't like you. And it's not because it's not because you're difficult. It's because I want to spend time with my family, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so being able to sometimes set up boundaries, sometimes that could be the hardest thing. Yeah. Is telling a person no, because I want to spend time with myself. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because the idea of, or, you know, what we're having a conversation about is someone who's in a difficult season right Mm -hmm. there's a pattern of them experiencing rejection pretty intensely right Mm -hmm. so you know this isn't us saying like oh it's the easiest thing to set boundaries with the person who's difficult no Mm -hmm. we're saying that it is important to prioritize it but also acknowledging that there may be some conflict on the back of it yeah that person may perceive that as rejection Mm -hmm. as you withdrawing from them or abandoning them Mm -hmm. and so i would say to piggyback on that it's important to, um, I think, kind of preface yeah. that and say, like, you know, hey, this this isn't really like, um, you know, I'm not trying to be disrespectful or anything. You know, the power of the preface is to kind of, you know, set the stage yeah. for what you're about to tell a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that softens it a little bit mm-hmm. to just say, like, yeah, I need some time. I need to, you know, recharge. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, I'm not going to be able to do this thing right. on the weekend or, um whatever boundary you're setting with them. I think it's also important to know the nature of your relationship. Is this Mm. somebody that views you as a peer or is this somebody who's coming to you for guidance for that's a good, because those two things require very different conversations, a different emotional energy. You know, a person sees you as a peer, they kind of want you to ally with them and just be kind of like, man, that's, you know, Mm. if it's a rough situation, Hey, this is a rough situation, man. I really, if they're coming to you for mentorship, they want you to help process yeah. And dig into it and, and stuff like that. And so those those are two very different relationships. And it's important to, even if it's not a big conversation about it, being able to understand what your role in that person's life is. Right. And to, and to put words to um, the fact that you understand what they expected. Yeah. You, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are setting a boundary in terms of how to use your time with them, mm-hmm. you know, just saying, saying during that conversation, like, you know, I'm not stepping out of my, you know, arrangement with you. Like mm-hmm. I'm still here for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand that, you know, this is what you expect of me. Mm-hmm. Um, however, right. Or, and yeah. I also need these boundaries for my time. Right. And I think putting words to it is helpful. Yeah. Like, Thinking, thinking about times where I've been dif- a difficult person, mm-hmm. if I've heard someone preface it that way or put words to the fact that they understand what I expected them, yeah. even though I wasn't as healthy, like I wasn't healthy enough to be like, oh, I understand. Right. We, you know, we agree upon that. <laughs> but in hindsight, yeah. I look back and said, OK, no, they you know, they still want to be in relationship with me, but mm-hmm. they just needed some boundaries at yeah. that time. Yeah. And, you know, effort goes a long way showing, mm-hmm. you know. 
showing the person, the difficult person, that you still care about them, checking in on them regularly, even if it's not a full-on conversation every day. But, hey, I was thinking about you today. Just check in and see see how you're doing. And have conversations with them outside of what would possibly be deemed as a crisis or a big emotional episode. That's how you build that collateral with them. Exactly. Um, And then it doesn't become a thing where they're always pulling on you. Right. Um, But that relationship could just kind of naturally ebb and flow and develop. And they feel valued in the process. Right. And it doesn't become, like you said, you build collateral, which means that every time you set boundaries isn't an emotional crisis for Mm -hmm. that person. Um, But I would say, um, unless you have another one that you want to share before we pivot, one more thing that's been helpful for me when dealing with someone who's in a difficult season is remembering that um, it's hard for me to put this into words. I think there's a myth mm-hmm. that for every relationship that you're in, that that person is not going to view you through the lens of past relationships. Mm, yeah. And as much as we want that to be true, like we want it to be true that like everyone is able to just shake off whatever Mm -hmm. painful emotional wounding that they've had in past relationships. Mm -hmm. That's just not how it works. And so the reality is whatever expectations um, a person or a difficult person, anyone has of me, those have actually been shaped by previous relationships. Right. Um, So in a sense, I'm not only building trust with them, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as me, but I'm also trying to dismantle the a bit of the pain that they're carrying from other relationships. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to demonstrate to them that I'm not those other people, but Mm -hmm. I also recognize it's difficult for you not to see me as those other people. Um, And so for me, it's helpful to keep that in mind that. You know, I don't get a clean, I don't get a clean slate. Yeah. Like people in whatever relationship I'm in, they are looking at me like, are you, are you going to do what that last person did? Cause this feel real similar. Yeah. Um, and I I have to just like be okay with that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do see this, um, pattern of people, you know, on social media, like don't, don't let nobody, you know, set no standards, for you based on other people or past relationships. And I'm just like, come, come on guys. That's really nice. Social media. (laughs) It's a really nice, like fantasy to have, but it's, it's just not, we all, we all bring baggage. We all do it. And our previous relationships with us, whether we are like, so you guys, we we watch this show couples therapy. We love it. Oh my God. Such a great show on Showtime. If you have Showtime, Orna is amazing. She's amazing. amazing. And so there's one of the people that she's counseling that is constantly bringing things from her previous relationship, but mm-hmm. she doesn't connect it to what's happening she now. She doesn't realize it. Um, and then, like, literally, she comes to this realization. She's like, oh, wow. I never thought about that. Never thought about that. <laughs> but we all but we all do it. We, we all, all do it. We all have. And sometimes those things manifest as values. Sometimes, sometimes those things uh, manifest as deal breakers mm-hmm. or... Um, you know, things like that. that but they often manifest as fear. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Insecu- and insecurity in your relationship. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I've been hurt like this. This is, We make that, this is never going to happen never. again to me. It's a vow. I'm never doing this again. And so anyone who tiptoes around what may be that boundary, nope, not going to do it. Nope, mm-hmm. this is it. This is ha- It's happening again. Yep. And, we, and not only do we actively avoid it, but we keep reliving those experiences over and over again. Um, but it's hard to see that 
from another person. It's it's a little bit easier. And sometimes it's not to see it on our on ourselves. Mm. But it's very difficult to realize that from a from the perspective of a difficult person. We just look at it as they're just crazy. Yeah. What is wrong with them? Why can't they trust me? And it's like. They're doing the same thing that you do, but it just looks different. Yeah. And you just happen to have a little bit extra sleep mm-hmm. and emotional energy right now. Because uh, if you were sleepy and irritated and stressed <laughs> out, you might be looking the same. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's it's for that for me, it's liberating yeah. to just say that, like, look, yeah, there's baggage here. I might be reminding this person mm-hmm. of someone that, that hurt them. Mm-hmm. And part of being human is understanding that we don't live in the present as much as we think we do. We are very past oriented autopilot habit driven people. Mm -hmm. And so I think if we keep that in mind a little bit more often, it it is easier to be more compassionate Mm -hmm. and and understanding toward difficult people. So let's, let's pivot to talking about how do we as leaders relate better to difficult Mm. people? Um, I mean, I can think of so many examples of of ways that it has been done badly, um, but let's try to focus on giving people tools, yeah, yeah, to be able to relate better. And I think one of them, um, I recently had a conversation with a friend of mine who um, actually started a church, and we were kind of talking through some issues just with everything happening in COVID and dealing with doing church remotely and stuff like that. And I don't, the Lord just kind of laid it on my heart. I was like, hey, I think as leaders, we have to be willing to protect. Mm. people that are perceived as difficult yeah um i know at times maybe i have been a difficult person and in those moments you feel really isolated alone and a lot of times people will pull back from you yeah for whatever reason but as leaders we have to actually dig in and protect those people give them the little extra that they need because those are the people that are on the fringes Mm. of whatever organization company and they could easily fall into something else yeah um but if you have a good structure you have a good culture you want to be able to keep those people in the fold and keep developing them they need development mm-hmm. and that takes that takes time in a relationship and it takes energy it does it does and that for for me i i hope for um what i think is an ideal situation which is a, a team of leaders yeah. that can wrap around mm-hmm. a difficult person mm-hmm. because it does require quite a bit of energy yeah. to protect and be compassionate toward um, someone who's in a difficult season. Mm-hmm. And so if you have several people mm-hmm. um, who you can discreetly say, you know, Hey, I think this person is going through a tough time. Mm-hmm. They're showing up, you know, with some behaviors that is, that are making their their peers mm-hmm. maybe feel a little taxed or a little mm-hmm. maxed out. So can you lean in toward this person mm-hmm. as my teammates in leadership? Yeah. Um, so I would say that that's a second tool that I've seen work well yeah. is to share that. Yeah, um, absolutely. That onus to protect. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another, another thing leaders as leaders, we set the tone for how that person is treated in the group or within the organization. Much. Yeah. Um. I, you you can kind of see it in other small group settings where a person may be difficult and people like visibly are just annoyed mm-hmm. when they ask a question or question or ask or say something out of the box. Um. But it's that's when the leader needs to step in and model how you Absolutely. deal with those situations because if they just go in line with the people that are rolling their eyes and the people that are speaking negatively about this person, then everybody's like, okay, so this is how we're gonna deal with yep, this person. This is permissible. Um. Mm-hmm. And that's really important 
to keep that per- to keep that difficult person from feeling like okay these guys are not they're against me yeah yeah and 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 how painful does it feel mm-hmm. to not only see your peers and i think i mean people understand that your peers have a limited bit of you know emo- emotional energy to mm-hmm. devote but how painful is it to look at the leader like not holding those people accountable for treating you that way, yeah. but falling in line with yeah. them. So if you think about it, like if we, if we miss the ball, if we miss that opportunity, mm-hmm. that difficult person is just, now they're carrying a new offense, yep. Yep. a new um, justifiable feeling of being rejected and being let down mm-hmm. because this leader didn't say either verbally or non-verbally, we're not, we're not going to do that. Yeah. We're not going to make jokes about this person. We're not going to, you know, fix your face. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're not going to be making looks. Mm-hmm. Unroll your eyes. You know, <laughs> when when we fail to do that, we're saying to this difficult person, you deserve to be treated mm-hmm. worse than everyone yep. else. And yep. and that, that man, that hurts. Yep. You, you carry that with you for a while. Absolutely. So I think in some, like we've got this idea of... Um, having this kind of team oriented, if you can, way of relating, mm-hmm. um, you know, protecting them, being willing to give them a little bit more inner energy mm-hmm. and attention, um, holding people accountable for and modeling mm-hmm. um, compassionate ways to treat them. Um, what else might be helpful? Communication. Hmm. Um. I think the the natural inclination is to kind of pull back from those people, yeah, difficult people, and just either cease communication and let them kind of figure out that the relationship has changed. Mm. Or, um, but I think it's important that we keep the communication lines open, even if things have got difficult or um, maybe even they've become combative. Like being able to have a conversation with them, because a lot of times what we see with difficult people is that they don't. Sometimes they don't know how they're coming off, right? How they're coming across to people. The self awareness mm-hmm. is can be low, especially if you're de- dealing with trauma mm-hmm. or something like that. So being able to have a conversation, be like, "Hey, this is how you're kind of showing up in this group dynamic mm-hmm. right now. Like, let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about what you're feeling right now. What are you going through? Like, how is? I don't. I hate to say like, why is this happening? But like, you know, let's let's yeah. let's dig a little bit deeper than just or, or help me understand yeah help me understand like i think that's the perfect phrasing yeah and it's i i really appreciate that you're that you're pulling out this piece of curiosity mm-hmm. i think people who have been in difficult seasons for a while they're used to people yeah um coming at them and you know throwing judgment at them mm-hmm. and saying like you know you showed up this way and this is how we feel but if you come to a person and you say like, you know, hey, I noticed that you you said this or you mm-hmm. acted this way when this happened, you know, can you can you help me understand what's going on? Like, yeah. um, you know, are you are you are you like what's yeah, keeping it open an open ended question. Are you how are you feeling? Can you help me understand what was happening in that moment for you? Yeah. And I think someone who's in a difficult season hears that as, OK, this person wants to invite me into telling my story and wants to welcome me into a space rather than doing what so many people have done, which is like push me away with judgment. Yeah. Um, So that curiosity and that communication piece, I think are so, so vital. Yeah. Yeah. So Michael, what do we, what do we learn today? (laughs) 
We talked about it. We really, I, we really, I think. I feel like we've been on PBS just now. Like, what, what did we learn What today? did we learn today? <laughs> <laughs> but I think we, I, we did kind of, um, this has been helpful for me to just yeah. kind of remind me, like, okay, this is, this is what um, a difficult person can look like, mm-hmm. what, what circumstances can make someone show mm-hmm. up difficult, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also understanding what's going on under the surface. Yeah. Um, but also what, what can we do to relate to that person in a compassionate way and just understand that being difficult is not something that you're born into. It's not like this permanent, um, curse on you. It's something that any of us can show up like at any time. Um, and it's something that if we understand it's a response to something in someone's past, Mm -hmm. it helps us be more compassionate as well. Um, but then of course that leadership piece, how do we, how do we care for people under our leadership? Well, um, and that's a matter of leading as a team, caring for them as a team, communicating with that difficult person, um, protecting them by modeling how to care for them. Mm -hmm. Um, so our, our hope is of course that, you know, you not only are able to use some of this in, in your relationships, but also that you continue this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So you can um, connect with us on social media. Use the hashtag talk about it. P O D. We're on, we're also on Twitter. We'd love to continue the conversation with you there. I am at Malcolm M music and I'm at spoken worship. And once again, we, we know that we're, this is just the beginning part of the conversation, but absolutely. we want this conversation to continue on social media and other forums and other groups as people learn how to relate with difficult people and care for them well in this season. And guys, this is the season one finale. Teardrops. Um, We hope that you guys enjoy this holiday season, even though it's the weirdest holiday season. It's going to be so strange, but take time for yourselves. I know we are, we're going to try to recharge. Um, and y'all, it's okay to do nothing. It's it's absolutely okay. It really is. It's absolutely okay. <laughs> I'm learning that slowly. Whoever needs to hear that, <laughs> that's for you. <laughs> and make sure that you follow the uh, company that produces this podcast, which is my company, Urban Arch Digital. We're Woo. on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We won't be making any new ep- episodes for the next few weeks, but we will be doing some rewind. where We're going to talk about some of our previous episodes, yes. um, some things that we didn't talk about. On, on the show, things Can't that wait. Um, just just some thoughts about some of the episodes that we've shot. So we're looking forward to sharing that with you guys here in the next few weeks. And we won't have new episodes, but you can also always go back and listen to old episodes. We've got twelve episodes in this first season. My goodness! So continue the conversation. <laughs> um, but I'm Malcolm, and I'm Micah, and this has been Let's Talk About It. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs>